This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Good morning, everybody. My guest this morning is Luke Beatty. He serves as the chairman and CEO of Brandfolder, a digital asset management platform located in Denver. Prior to that, he served as the president of media brands at Verizon slash AOL. He co-founded, or sorry, founded Associate Content in 2004 and served as, it, as its president and CEO and sold that company to Yahoo in 2010. Before that, he served on the executive management team at Wand Inc. His expertise is in contextual advertising models, online media collection, and distribution strategies. In his free time, Luke is a youth lacrosse coach and fly fishes around the world. Luke, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So tell us uh, what Brandfolder does and what's your revenue model? How do you make money? Yeah, so it's a it's a very traditional SaaS model, and it's a, it's a platform that allows brands to manage uh, their digital assets and, and track the behavior and and analyze the use of their digital assets uh, across the web. And are you what kind of space are you playing in? Enterprise, small business, mid market. Uh, enterprise, and we do some mid market, but most of our customers, we have about. 4,000 customers, and I would say more than half of them are, are brands that you know and okay. you use on a daily basis. And can you give us a general sense of size? I mean, are these people paying 100 bucks a month, 10 grand a month, a million a month? Yeah, yeah. The average, uh, our, our, our range for the down market product for the sort of medium sized enterprise, uh, you're looking at, at brands that pay five $5,000 a year, and then we have a lot of brands that pay up to $150,000 a year for a, a very tricked out okay. uh, enterprise level product. But you're, you're, you would say average is maybe in the five to 10K range annually? A little bit north of that, yeah. Okay, okay, fair yeah. enough. And give us more of the backstory here. So you sold your, was it your first company in 2014 to Yahoo or was that not your first? Yeah, yeah, that was, that was my, my, the first company that I started, yeah. And, uh, and we started that in 2004, kind of did a traditional um, kind of Silicon Valley, Sand Hill Road kind of angel round with Ron Conway kind of standard deal and then raised. Uh, well, not so standard um, anymore. I bet terms were a little different back then, huh? Yeah, terms were different and so was due diligence. Did notes exist back then? Uh, there were, no. I mean, I think they <laughs> did, but they definitely weren't thrown around the way they are uh, today. Although I think that's that's also starting to, um, the sun's setting on a little bit of those sort of open note, uh, raises, um, you mean uncapped? and then raised a couple rounds of financing from, from SoftBank. Uh, and then we sold that company to Yahoo in 2010. Um, and, uh, and I stayed there for a while. Um, and we, we I actually started brand folder while I was working at, uh, at, at Yahoo and, and really spending a lot of time, um, at, a, at the company that acquired my company and, uh, really along with a couple other folks came up with the need for brand folder. So I, I sort of started brand folder from a, uh, um, uh, from an idea perspective and came up with the product plan. And what, and really what year was that Luke? Found people to build it. 2000, um, 
let's see, we started, uh, Brandfold has been around for about five and a half years, I think from like an incorporated level. 2012. Uh, yeah. And, um, and so we started that company by just putting the money together and finding some engineers in town to start building it. I, I, it wasn't necessarily, Hey, let's have a startup and let's do that. I, I needed the product at Yahoo. Uh, my friend, Chris Gloday needed that product at his company as, as did a lot of other people. So we how did sort you of, carve out the IP so that there weren't any conflicts with Yahoo when you did obviously go all in? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, you know, when you, when you join a big company like Yahoo, you have to sort of very clearly detail what you're working on and, and where, what boards you're on and what are, where your investments are. Um, and you know, I think, uh, brand, uh, brand management and SaaS sort of, uh, platforms, I, I, I don't think, you know, have really raised a flag at Yahoo at that time. Obviously their, their model was really, um, uh, content and ads. So, I mean, but uh, what did that actually happen? I mean, so you're working, you and your friend need it. You get, scrape together some stuff, you build it. At what point do you go, wow, this thing has escape velocity. I should quit Yahoo and go all in. Uh, well, it took a while. I mean, we sort of played around with it. I, I, I didn't quit. You know, I, I actually had another job in between, which was running the media brands for AOL and Verizon, which was very similar to my job at Yahoo. So, and, and I, and, and so I, I didn't start as this, working as the CEO and joining Steve and the brand folder team until about, um, seven months ago. And until before that, I had been really just, uh, the board chair and really sitting on the board and, 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 and participating it from a, uh, from a, from an investor and in, in board perspective. So I think the, 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 the indication of velocity was more around just, you know, I'd never seen a company, um, that had built such a clean and, and clean and clear and concise product that fit a very perfect niche with such an incredible customer base, I think, um, you know, it was also a company that was, you know, after, you know, tooling around for three and four years and really trying to find its product market fit had gotten to cash flow positive and really was a great thing. And I felt like, Hey, you know, I can, I can come in, raise a quick round of financing and we can, we can grow this thing into how, a really how much total has been raised. Uh, our, our early stage kind of tech stars, um, uh, angel stuff, I think amounted to about, uh, 1.5. And then I just raised, uh, uh, around a little bit North of $5 million. Okay. So call 6.5 and all together. And now did yeah, you, I, mean, I think we're probably close to seven. Okay. Did you participate in that first five, uh, $1.5 million round back in the day? I put the first money into the company. Yeah. 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 Me and other people. Yeah. Not by myself. Yeah. Good. And you kind of, you used it as a customer, which is a great place to start. And you kind of stayed attuned over the years as you're, you know, getting, collecting more information from all these different brands you're at. Now you say you go all in full time. Yeah. And I spent my, you know, I spent my weekends and stuff working with these guys on it. Okay. And you know, it's been a real, uh, a real pet project for me. I think, you know, it's funny. My, my background has been almost exclusively in, in, in media and in ads and, and content, uh, on the big side running, you know, brands like TechCrunch to Yahoo brands like Yahoo Autos and, you know, big consumer facing media brands. And so the, the, you know, which is, which is, which is a very, very difficult business. So the prospect of working on a SaaS business that I felt like had, Predictable uh, really revenue. Predict, yeah, predictable <laughs> revenue or, or just what I like to call revenue. Or revenue uh, at all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, that's been how that's, how, how that's worked. So Luke, it's been good. what's your team size today? We have uh, 25 people. Okay. Mostly, mostly in Colorado except for like outside sales folks in – in region. Okay. And where, what do you spend? I mean, 4,000 customers, you know, that's nothing to shake a stick at there. How are you acquiring these guys? What are you paying, you know, all in to acquire a customer? 
Um, you know, it just really depends on the product. I think, you know, for a big, big enterprise customer like a JetBlue or a, uh, you know, a, a one of the sort of bigger Under Armour, kind of some of our bigger, huge accounts that we have, um, you know, we will pay, you know, like most SaaS companies, we can, we can, we try to have a 12 month payback. So we're willing to, you know, we're willing to invest 12 months. Are you uh, at that now across all your cohorts about a 12 month payback? Try to be. Yeah. Okay. I, it kind of really depends on the product. We also have, um, a, a, a lighter, uh, product that isn't necessarily for smaller businesses. In fact, a lot of our biggest businesses like, um, you know, like a Slack or something, they, they don't have our biggest, our biggest offering. Um, so it's really not about that. It's more about use case, uh, as opposed to company size. So those guys, um, you know, a lot of those guys come organically and then their payback is, 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 is very, very short. I think some of our directly sold enterprise stuff where, you know, we get guys into market, we do a lot of demos, we show them, we do some sales, we do a lot of training and, you know, there's a, a heavy onboarding. Some of these brands, you know, are uploading digital asset libraries of, you know, uh, tens of thousands of, of images, especially e-commerce people who, yeah. you know, most companies have logos, gifts, colors, fonts, and a, and a really important set of brand assets that are kind of common, whether you were a landscaping company or, uh, or, uh, Facebook. Um, and, and then there's other companies that work in e-commerce and stuff where you imagine, you know, a company, all the product photos, product, product yeah. assets. So crazy. before we get too far away from payback, I mean, you mentioned earlier, your average contract value there is about 10 grand. So it's fair to, and you're getting paid back in 12 months. So it's fair to say you're spending less than 10 grand to acquire these guys, at least your core cohort. Probably not the co-cohort, but our top cohort, our, top. our most expensive enterprise cohort. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it, the averages get crazy over, over a period of time uh, yep. where you have to really do it by, uh, by what, what kind of brand folder, brand folder people are buying. What do you look at when you look at uh, uh, either churn or retention annually? Where are you guys at today? Uh, we try to be north of 90%. Okay. In terms of revenue and customer and logo churn? Yeah. Yeah, both net and gross. Net and gross. Okay, so so just to be clear, gross logo churn uh, annually is less than ten percent, or said otherwise, retention is higher than ninety percent. In terms of gross revenue retention, you're also above ninety percent. Now, are you at net negative revenue churn? Uh, we are probably at net negative retention churn, um, certainly on our big enterprise customers. Yeah, we're we, basically you know, they, your they expansion. Yeah, they'll add on. They'll do add-ons and 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 add new features, and and that is that that's pretty common. So, uh, I think we're unusually um, unusually good at uh, at managing our retention and our churn. I think um, is that predictable? I, I, I think that that's it's been that way since day one. Uh, I, I predict a dip at some point once we get to a certain certain number. I mean, I think if you look at um, you know, you look at a lot of research, it's very hard to get at, at a massive SaaS scale and try to keep that north of, of 83 to 85% of, of, of gross, uh, logo churn, right? So just number of, well, of yeah, but most people, once they're your scale, they stop looking at logo churn and they care way more about revenue, churn, like net revenue because yeah, you but have I'm in a logo business. Well, yeah, but you have, but it doesn't matter. 
because you have vastly different price points. So you don't care about losing a grand a month customer. You care about losing JetBlue, right? You can afford to lose a hundred small customers, yeah, but- Yeah, I, I, I think we're, 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 we, we care about both. We manage both. Both are in our, you know, our, our, our goals on a, that we track on a daily, monthly basis that are on the wall directly across from me right now. So we look at both churn numbers. Um, but in any case, I, you know, I, I, I think it's very hard to keep them as high as they are right now. I mean, we'll obviously keep doing it. And, you know, we have the best customer experience team. Our product compared to the rest of our product compared to most of our competitors is a very, um, premium white glove. Yeah customer experience. Yeah, look, I agree with you in terms of logo churn. It's hard to keep high as you get higher volume, but revenue churn should be- Revenue tension, you should should be able to grow it. Yeah, I was going to say revenue tension, you should be going much better over time. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Now, is it predictable? We we do a lot of consumer, sorry to interrupt you. We do a lot of consumer brands and as you know, consumer brands come and go with the wind, right? I mean, they get bought, they get sold. Do you have pretty predictable expansion though, like from year one to year two? Like, do you know that account on average is going to grow 130%, 150% based on upsells or, or is that not yet predictable? Once we get into cohorts, we do. Okay, interesting. Interesting. All right, good. And then last question here before we wrap up with the famous five, what do you assume lifetime value is on these guys? How do you use lifetime value to help you kind of guide other parts of the business? Uh, We try to think of about a 10-year customer, your 10-year SaaS magic customer. I mean, I think that's really where we are um, with our retention rates and our ability to hold on to folks. That's where we we exist. So I think that's not not out of the question. I, I would say now at the at the board level, we we think about that in a very thoughtful way. I think we have work to do on, on, on add-ons and, and, and adding, you know, new features to folks. I think lots of times we try, uh, we try not to, you know, interfere with, with brands use cases. I think, you know, we have, you know, you take a, a good segment of ours, like, like pro sports, you, the most of pro sports teams, as you can imagine, are loading in all of their logos, all their player images, all of the art that they're using in the stadium, all that sort of stuff. But there are random edge, edge cases that teams have where they're not even doing that, which is the most common thing you would do with a brand folder. They're doing it in, in, in a different segment. So we have to really start engaging on moving people in to, out, out to edge cases and into core use cases so that they can get the product better. We, we haven't spent a lot of time on that. You know, our, op, our business operates 100% on inbound sales right now. So we, we have, we need to get better at, at going out and sh- especially to existing customers and moving them to new, into new features and, and building. Guys, I get asked all the time, Nathan, you host all these interviews, hundreds of them per month. How do you do them efficiently? And guys, the answer is simple. People always agree to my calendar, back-to-back meetings. I batch my interviews to stay very efficient. And the way that I do it is I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. And the reason I use them is very simple. They keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders about when the interview or the meeting is coming up. And also they make it very easy to schedule time, right? I don't have to go back and forth via email 10,000 times with people I'm trying to meet with. Okay. At nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule helps me so much. And by the way, Look, I like have so many meetings. I'm the best at meetings, okay? I do them back-to-back, very, very efficient. You guys know me. Many people say I'm the most efficient they've ever seen, okay? So I use the tool. It's so efficient. And by the way, I got Gavin. I said, Gavin, he's the CEO. I said, I want a great deal for my people. He said, Nathan, well, most people get a 14-day trial. Isn't that great? I said, no. He's given us a 45-day free trial at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. That's not gonna stay up forever, so go get it now. nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. 
And then in terms of size wise, before we close out here, you know, you mentioned 4,000 customers, 10 grand a year is basically, what is that? 830 bucks a month. So it's fair to say you guys are doing what north of three, one, three, two million per month in revenue. Uh, no, cause all those are different sizes. A lot of those have, when we first started the company, um, you know, we have probably, you know, about 700 to 800 big time paying customers, enterprise customers. The balance of those in the 4,000 number are, are a lot of early stage customers. When brand folder first started, you could buy a, a brand folder with a credit card online for, for very cheap. And Got it. so you're doing, you're doing less than 3.1 a month. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it said otherwise, your average kind of customer across your even historical cohort, they're paying less than that 10 grand annual ACV. Yeah. Although we haven't sold those brand folders for years. We're actually getting ready to launch a product that's going to be able to be bought with a credit card here soon. But for the last two years, you haven't been able to buy that product. Got it. What but do you we've retained those customers? That's good. I mean, that's good. They're sticky. What are you doing above? Have you broke a million a month? Uh, I don't want to discuss year? revenue right now. Well, you hit it. You got, 30, you got 30 days left in the year. Will you break it this year? Well, we, we will do, we will double in revenue every, like we have every year since we started. That's, oh, that's the revenue great. number I'll tell you. That's good. That's good. All right. Fair enough. Let's, uh, let's, uh, wrap up here, Luke, with the famous five. Number one, what's your sure. favorite business book? Um, my favorite business book, my favorite business book right now, uh, which I just read about a month and a half ago, um, is, um, Zingerman's, which is a deli in, um, in, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is a very famous deli. And if you haven't been there, you should check it out. It's kind of got a cult following in a college town. And they wrote a customer service book that is really amazing. It's a very quick, short read. And it is, it details how a bricks and mortar business has a very unconventional, um, uh, uh, customer service model. Uh, and I'll, I'll say that the sort of the punchline for the book for me is that if you go into customer service with an expectation that it's like fair, you're, you're screwed, right? The way you have to work it is this is an unfair thing. I'm going to be giving way more than I'm getting. People are going to be unreasonable. They're going to have unreasonable expectations and you need to meet those. So, uh, the, the book is just called Zingerman's, which is the name of the deli. And it's, it's a really good book about customer experience. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, I always follow, uh, Sheryl Sandberg. Okay. I think she's, uh, really a, um, I've spent some time with her and I obviously follow her like, like anybody else that works in digital. You know, I think, She's the most versatile, um, person. She's, she's unbelievable. You know, talk about as somebody who, who is in a complicated cultural situation, somebody who has had enormous personal challenges. Talk about somebody that has really done B2B and B2C stuff. I think she's just a real glow in the dark person who I watch at every turn. Besides your own, what's your favorite online tool? I think my favorite online tool is Zwift on the consumer Swift. Yeah. That's, Zwift. What you, it's the, the, that's the bike, right? Yeah. That's it's, very- it's a, it's, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bike rider and, uh, and somebody who likes to be in bike races and, and Zwift is a, um, uh, a, a venture backed startup that has built, um, a very, very complex, um, uh, virtual, uh, riding experience for training, racing and all that sort of stuff. And if you haven't, uh, you don't have to be a cyclist to check it out. Uh, it, 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 the complexity of that product 
well, my, I always tell people, like, oh, we can't build this or we can't build that or that'd be so hard. I'm always like, go home and look at Zwift and then come back and tell me that yep. you can't build that product. You guys can go look up. They, they did over $30 million in 2016 revenue, growing really fast, raised 45 million bucks. They just passed 300,000 customers, $10 ARPU. We had the Zwift CEO, Eric Min, on a couple episodes ago. So check that out. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, last few here. Uh, what's your uh, what's your current city? Oh, sorry, uh, how many hours of sleep, Luke, are you getting every night? I get eight hours of sleep. Okay, I, I, I'm, and I'm right. I'm right down the middle on that. And what's your situation? Married, single? You have kids? I'm I'm married with two little guys. All uh, right, year old and eight year old. Wow. And how old are you? I'm 47. Last question. Take us back 27 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? <sighs> I wish that my 20 year old self knew that. Um, that while hustle matters and, and the expectation is that, that you're working your ass off, um, you need to set goals around what constitutes success. And no, you could be hustling, you could not be hustling. That actually matters more, you know, and that's not a four hour work week comment. That's just more of a, you know, the expectation is, especially if you're working at a startup that you're working obscene hours and hustling and, and going crazy. But, but the reality is if, if you don't know, what constitutes success and you don't have very clear, um, uh, uh, objectives that are, you know, uh, recitable by everybody on your team and everybody around, then, then you're gonna, then you're gonna really struggle. And I think when I was, you know, 27 years ago, I spent a lot of time just like thinking that if I just ran hard and hustled and took a lot of meetings and whatever, that, 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 that would constitute success. And that's not the case. There you guys have it from Luke. Hustle is important, but don't kill yourself. Pace yourself. Be smart about what success means to you. He's had many successes in the past. His current company, Brand Folder, really launched in 2012. He just joined about seven, eight months ago at the beginning here of 2017, bringing in an additional round of capital. They've raised about $6.5 million to date. They've passed 4,000 customers, doing well north of 500 grand per month, but we'll say under a million a month. Healthy unit economics, retaining over 90% of their customers on both a logo and revenue basis each year currently with their team of 12 people, sorry, their team of 25 people out there in Boulder, Colorado, again, helping brands manage their digital assets. Luke, thank you for taking us to the top. Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, people can email me at luke.baity at brandfolder.com and I, I, I'll set them up with a, uh, with a brand folder to try. We'll stick that in the show notes for sure. Thanks again, Luke. Appreciate it. Bye.